0: The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLSID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage.
1: Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian and David Wickers. Well, good morning
0: and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickard, the uh, majority owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, and uh, my son, David, who's our Chief Client Experience Officer and Senior Loan Consultant at Acunet Mortgage. Good morning, David. Hey, Dad. How you doing? <laughs> okay. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. Well, the good news, it was it was a quiet week in Lake Wobegon. I mean, in the mortgage industry and real estate industry, which the week of Thanksgiving typically is, and uh, and that can mean volatile rates because there's just a lot of not a lot of mortgage trading going on. But yeah, we lucked out and we had a positive week for mortgage rates. Uh, We ended the week. Uh, With these options for a $250,000 30-year fixed rate to either buy a home or refinance uh, the balance uh, that you've got without taking any cash out, this is with 20% down on a primary residence, 740 credit or better. Um, Acunet could deliver a 6.5 rate, that's with $1,968 in total loan costs and an APR of 6.54. That's pretty nice compared <sighs> to having a quote in the sevens, Yeah, like we were a few weeks ago. 6.625 available with just $1,300 in total loan costs. We could even deliver, David, 5.99 uh, that's with uh, $5,700 in loan costs and an APR of 6.17, but you'd have to fork over $5,700 to get that. So maybe a better alternative, since most people, and we're going to talk about rate forecasts today, mm-hmm. that are just you know the latest rate rate forecast from the big smart people with economists. I think you'd be better off if you were buying a home with our inflation crusher option. That's the 30-year fixed rate where we'll chip in money into a uh, payment buy-down account. And so your effective rate for the first year would be 5.99%. And then starting in the second year, 2 through 30, your rate would be 699 The reason you would consider that is if you felt, hey, you know what? I think I believe the Mortgage Bankers Association and Freddie Mac Mm -hmm. who say that mortgage rates are coming down in 2023. What else are you noticing,
2: David? Well, to your your point, why... Why, mm, I don't want to say this, light, why pay the money to buy down the rate if rates might just get there on their own by holding on to the money that you would have spent to buy it down? You are giving yourself time to see if rates come to you rather than you go to a lower rate by paying for it. That's what you're saying for yes. a borrower. Yeah.
0: That is what the, I'm saying.
2: The, the option that I've shown some borrowers um Is the twenty-year fixed because it's kind of the Goldilocks sometimes between you know thirties got a rate that sometimes people don't like because it's the longest, and a fifteen-year is a little can some that payment can be a little too much, but the twenty-year is the Goldilocks, not too big, not too small, because on that same two hundred fifty thousand-dollar loan that you're describing, yes, the payment difference between that and a thirty-year. Is only about two hundred fifty-five bucks a month.
0: Okay, and I bet but, that's all going towards principal.
2: Well, a lot of it is, and and the benefit. So there's two things. Do you do you like to say that uh, paying or not paying the interest is as good as the investment yes, on the return. money itself? Well, yeah. Right. So you're you're basically getting a pretty nice return on the money that you're on the interest Staying you're off? not paying. Right, exactly right. what's the rate David on a oh, the the picture? rate is 5.875 on the 20-year Wait and the APR minute. is 5.99 that's paying a little bit of points not a lot of points
0: what a, how many what's the what's the
2: total less cost? than one point it's uh, not eight tenths of a point to get down point. to okay. 5.875 and I mean If you're wrong, if rates don't cooperate, the amount you're saving on interest, the amount of equity you're building in your home in three years, three short years, you'll have $12,000 more in equity
0: in your home using that 20-year here's another thing we should remind all of our licensed loan consultants about is that if you can afford the 20 year fixed rate and you're putting less than 20% down, the cost of private mortgage insurance is less. Even you yeah. Know that, David? Yeah. 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 Yeah, come on. Mortgage is less. All right. Hey, when we come back, let's just take a quick look at the latest rate forecasts. And then I want to talk about um, how, how are sellers behaving right now? and the answer is some of them are unrealistic we'll talk about that when we come back you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on wisconsin's radio station am620 wtmj
1: home buying advice from the guys who know it best this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian Wickard on wtmj you
0: know all of economics and home buying and refinancing is all about choices and what I sometimes think of, I think this is a real term, the principle of substitution. And so, you know, right now, what we're experiencing is is home sellers are kind of not wanting to list their homes for sale, right? Because they've got great rates and so their mm-hmm. principle of substitution is, yeah, I'm not that motivated to move. Now, there are people who are motivated to move, right? Sure. For family expansion or relocation or divorce or whatever. Um, and, and so, what you were just saying to me off off the uh, off the air, David, was, "Hey, when if rates come down, we're going to talk about rate forecasts next. That's just going to bring more buyers into an already inventory-starved market. So you're yeah. saying get out there now, while well nobody else is out there, right? For this, sure. Between now and the end of the year is quiet time in real estate. But what's your argument?
2: Well, well, I like to use uh, hyperbole. Let's, let, you know, it's not. Life is this incrementalism, but if rates came down to zero, A, that'd be awesome, but B, that would bring a lot of buyers into the market, right, because suddenly it would get real cheap. And so it's not going to be that dramatic, but particularly because the the pain point is inventory. So if rates, like you said, come down, there's going to be a lot of people showing up and there's not enough booze at this party for all the people who want to be here.
0: Okay.
2: And so... You gotta as I've said to some um, clients trying to think long-term about their mortgage and, and home financing needs it's that you gotta you, you can only refinance the house if you own it so you got to get in there right step you gotta one get step one exactly yep. well and okay. as you're about to share on the forecasting piece it's like it's nice if there's this windfall I'm gonna say and rates maybe come back to reality we now only we have the tools to make it easier to wait for rates to come back to us. But as you're going to share, and who knows when, but it sounds like rates might behave back in our favor in 2023,
0: according to some folks. Okay, so uh, the three big uh, rate forecasters and housing market forecasters are Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and MBA. The mortgage Bankers Association. So Freddie Mac's got the most stale prediction out there for mortgage rates. <clears throat> it's as of October 12th. And they're calling for rates to be 6.6 uh, in the first three months, drifting down to 6.2 uh, in the fourth quarter of 2023. Well, even though Fannie Mae just recently published their latest housing forecast, if you read the fine print, which I do, Uh, Their rate forecast is as of October 31st, which is prior to the nice one half of 1% rate drop we experienced in the middle of November. Sure. And so they're more in the 7% club for the first three months of the year, drifting down to 6.5. Uh, The actually the most up-to-date forecast comes from our friends at the Mortgage Bankers Association Which came out with their number on November 21st, which was after the half percent drop in rate Which was caused by what report David the consumer price index report the CPI the CPI And so they're calling for rates to get down to 6.2 in the first three months of the year uh, from their lips to God's ears. And then to 5.6 in the uh, April to June and drifting down to 5.2. So obviously we would like their forecast to come true. Now the other thing is we're in this um, holding pattern uh between now and december 13th that's when we get the next cpi or inflation report Um, the most recent one that caused the dip in mortgage rates showed that prices only only in air quotes went up by 7.7 percent we're hoping to see that trend continue and that also happens to be the first day of the fed meeting Mm -hmm. Uh, so we're hoping that inflation will continue to show that hey we're on the downslope Uh, if it shows that it's hotter we're gonna have some trouble in mortgage mortgage rate land all right when we come back let's talk about a conversation that I had with a very experienced realtor who has a somewhat I'm gonna call it stubborn uh, seller we'll talk about that and also uh, how many what percentage of current homes on the market are cutting their prices we'll have that for you in the next segment you're listening to the academic mortgage and realty show on AM
1: 620 WTMJ Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. So, whenever I can,
0: I love to greet our home buyers and have a little chat with them. And I did that this last week. And wouldn't you know, uh, in there was a longtime friend and acquaintance of mine uh, who was the real estate agent on that. Uh, and and so we were talking about a number of things. First of all uh it that brings to mind um the headline that i read this last week i think it was that there's a 30 percent drop in investor home purchasing over some period maybe Mm. this i don't know if it was october versus october of last year and it just so happens that our buyers were purchasing a flippers home you know these people bought it remodeled it sure and the story was that and we're going to get to this in the segment you know what percentage of uh, sellers are cutting their prices. Well, these folks ended up cutting their price. Our buyers had their eye on this house, and once these sellers, investors, dropped their price a little bit, then they came in with their offer. And uh, the other part of this story, after our buyers left, I was talking to my friend, let's call him Bob, and he was telling me that you know he has a, a seller. Who started out listing a little over five fifty back in August, single-family home in Waukesha County, and he said I I brought him an offer a hair over five hundred, and they just kind of rejected it out of hand, like, "Huh, how dare you?" (laughs) And you know, Bob's thinking, you know, it's probably time now where we're probably going to have to lower the asking price, you know. And it's it's been kind of close. to It's been ninety days, and they haven't touched the list price august uh yeah i think 60 or 90 days yeah painful so maybe it's time to you know lower that price because if you're not getting any offers or if the offers you are getting are substantially under you know, what yeah. you're asking, that's, that's kind of a signal, that's the market talking to you. So David, what percentage of active listings, I did a little homework this morning, and I ran all the numbers for the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan area, and uh, I, I asked my Excel spreadsheet to tell me what percentage of, and this is condos and single-family detached, so kind of all lumped together, what percentage of uh, sellers had to cut their price uh, before getting an offer accepted, do you think um, the answer is twenty percent, thirty percent, or forty? Twenty. But it, it, they had to cut before getting the accepted offer, and the answer is twenty-nine percent. Twenty-nine percent have it cut. Now, if you flip over to say, "Well, what about those uh, listings that are out there?" There are six hundred and eighty-five of these. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but anyway, the percentage who don't have an offer. And have already cut their price is higher. It's thirty six percent. Okay, so these they're people... waiting
2: for someone they're waiting for someone to write them an offer. Correct. They don't even Correct. they don't even know what their house is worth yet, because
0: nobody's written them an offer.
2: Well, at least those that have cut or and or are waiting.
0: Yes. Right. And and so we my hypothesis is that they started out too high, right? And they're they're figuring it out. By the way, I want to say one other number. The percentage of uh, Lister you know sellers who have accepted offers and didn't have to cut their price is 64% which uh, Yeah, they're the I, realists. I have no well. They're both realists,
2: but also and I have no Empirical way to back this up Don't you think those houses are probably some of the nicest houses in the inventory
0: pool probably, anyway? Right, right? Probably um, so I drilled down just a little bit and this is just a, a little interesting to me uh, If we drill down and we say hey, um, let's look at single-family detached homes It's Milwaukee County and Racine County Where we see a bigger percentage of home without offers that have had to cut their price that figure is at 45% mm-hmm in those two counties and then in Waukesha and Ozaki county uh, it's only 37 and 38% respectively so there's something there's some extra softness going on in wow. uh, Milwaukee or unrealistic listing asking prices
2: i had i had coffee with an agent last week and he was Tom is his name and and it, but it's all about it's it's all relative to what the sellers trying to go for right because you can either list a home and you start out high and you're just waiting for one and you don't care if you come down because the number you started at was above maybe even your wildest dreams or you can list and try to go for a feeding frenzy so even then it's it's hard it's spongy that's what i'm going to say
0: it's because of a thinly traded market right when 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 it's a thinly traded market, there's just not that many transactions going on. It's, it's harder to find uh, a firm footing when yep. it comes to uh, pricing. All right, when we come back, I want to follow up on a story of a retired couple we started to tell last week looking to buy a for sale by owner condo. And I think this is uh, instructive and is on the same lines we were just talking about. Right now, though,
1: it's time to turn it over to the 24-hour news desk. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
0: Well, let's not forget, David, to talk about gifts before the show is over, because we kind of talked about that with Libby yeah. uh, uh, before the show began. Um, well, last week we talked about some clients, retired couple, looking to buy a condo in the same building in which they're renting. And um, we were able to issue a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval the same day because we had great... Um, cooperation from their accountant who prepares their taxes and their financial advisor who had their asset information and this was a for sale by owner i need to mention again and and so we also were ready to connect them with a real estate attorney to help them draft the contract and um the for sale by owner seller told the potential buyers he wanted a price in the mid 300s i'm not going to say the exact price but pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the 300s and that was based on, this is according to my conversation with the buyers, exactly one sale that occurred in that <laughs> building or project, kind of the yeah. high watermark. And that's yeah. kind of the tendency of sellers is like, well, there was a one that sold for this number, so I wanna peg my you know price to that. Lenders and appraisers on the other hand, hey, show us three closed sales in the last six to 12 months to give us confidence in that particular sales price being legit. Well, the buyers started looking at comparable sale data and the vast majority of condos in this project or similar ones were selling way closer to 300, not mid 300s. And so they decided to informally send an email to the seller and say, Hey, what about a price like 20 grand less than what you were thinking? So they were willing to pay about 10% more than what the sales would indicate, but not 17% more, which would be what the seller wanted. And I should also mention that uh, there were zero updates. It's an 18 year old building and there were zero updates. So this seller is looking for top dollar, you know, for a kind of that's not uh, updated. He I just learned on Friday, the seller decided not to take the bird in the hand offer from our well-qualified buyers, Hmm. and instead is gonna list with a real estate agent, presumably at a price even higher than his mid-300s number, so that he, after the real estate commission, would come out with the same number. What do you think of all that, David?
2: I, well, that's some tough math. Like, if he was willing to, let's just say, accept 330, but now he's gonna list, like, if, that agent that listing agent needs to deliver then a buyer or an accepted offer of I'm just back of an nap 350 in order for that seller to walk away with the same amount of proceeds yeah um, yep you yeah. know the yeah. other, but the other true thing in this demographic of buyers and whatnot there are a, there are buyers out there who might just be willing to stroke a check because they've got maybe proceeds from the sale of a previous home and you know, that gap doesn't matter to them.
0: Which is exactly describes our buyers. Cause remember oh, I said okay. they're renting in the same building while well, they sold their single family home. So they could afford to do it, but this is where, you know, emotion and facts intersect. And, and, and so I think that, you know, the seller especially is probably being pretty rational in so far as our buyers aren't going anywhere, right? So he can take, they're like reserve buyers, right? He knows if yeah. he fails, uh, and by the way, as long as he names our buyers as uh, what are those called? Excluded, like excluded. Yeah, yeah. In the listing contract and says, "Hey, I've already talked to Mister and mrs. Smith. So if they buy it, I'm not paying you a real estate commission, Mister Listing Broker." Okay. So the seller is kind of getting a free kick at the can to see if he can get a higher net price out of this deal. But but our buyers could lose out. It it has a very nice view. Yeah, I guess, I guess I, I'm just a big
2: softy. Like, if it's a staring contest between the seller who wants a number and the buyer who wants the house and the view, if it were me, I, I guess I would just cave. So, I mean, I hope nobody who ever sells me a house is listening because yeah. I'm the guy who's you just, just going to cave. I'll take it. Well, if my wife looks at me and says, I want this house, it's like, okay, like, I, I will swallow it whatever yep. that gap is, and
0: and what they could have done is they could have written that offer with a appraisal contingency that says hey I'm, I'm writing you this offer in the mid um, 300s but sure. you know it's got to appraise out for at least my number 330 or whatever that number was in order to uh, make it happen
2: I just in six months from now you know that place sells they're gonna be like that could have been ours for eleven thousand more dollars like correct I, I,
0: uh... And yet, if they kind of really don't care, because remember, they're living in the same building right now. But but without the same great view, it sounds like. That's the difference. All right. When we come back, let's talk about why people, why why do some home buyers and homeowners get better rates and lower closing costs than others? We're going to, secrets revealed, although they're not (laughs) that secret. And then you also, you have a great story from uh, my son-in-law, your brother-in-law, Tim, of uh, A scenario that brings us to light. You're listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on the biggest biggest stick in the state. Let me try that again. The biggest stick in the state, AM620
1: WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And also
0: David Wickert our Chief Client Experience Officer and Senior Loan Consultant at Accudent Mortgage. So sometimes people are like, well, why aren't I getting the best price? Or what about that rate I see on your website? Mm. Um, And so here are the basic answer is that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the rule makers for 30 year fixed rate, 20 year fixed rate, and even most 15 year fixed rate loans, and other mortgage investors have come up with a scheme where they make adjustments based on what they perceive and the risk. Exactly. So the technical word for is loan level price adjustments, but I let's just call them risk adjustments. And so down payment and credit score are two really important factors. Occupancy is another big driver of your mortgage pricing. If you're a primary residence, you get the best pricing. Second homes and investment properties are not priced as well as primary residence. The reason for borrowing the money is another big factor. Uh, Taking cash out is now done at a higher rate or higher closing costs, especially if you're Borrowing up to 75 or 80% of the property value versus just a simple refinance to lower your payment or to purchase a home. The property type matters. Single family detached homes get the best pricing. Condos, if you put less than 25% down, don't get as good pricing. And duplexes get worse pricing, as do manufactured homes. So, and one last factor which has to do more with economics is loan size because it costs the same to manufacture a loan of. versus a loan of Mm $100,000 and most lenders will provide better terms for the larger loan because it's more economically Lucrative for them. All right, so David now turn the corner and give us the Tim holdman story that you came across this week
2: Well, so Tim had a borrower who buying a second home because people buy second homes not because of what rates are or because of what home values are gonna do because they want to use it Uh, this is up north-ish Wisconsin and And as you were describing, hey, my interest rate and costs are a recipe. Okay, second home, well, that's one deviation away from primary. And then another one for these folks was uh, manufactured home, Uh which manufactured home, I think it's a bad rap. It's just a prefabbed home rather than stick built, which is, you know, on-site guy with a nail gun. So we were, um, there's a whole other layer of, documentation and underwriting scrutiny for manufactured home and as Tim was helping this borrower you know on-site trying to get things like the HUD tag and we just kept stubbing our toe I wrote down I was like it was like walking on Legos just trying to get this manufactured home approved and these people are very qualified and at some point Tim as he was describing the story to me said is there a way that I can help these clients in a less painful way? You know, documentation or or whatnot. And and the answer is yes. So what Tim uh, proposed to these clients was, "Hey, I we our initial game plan was we were going to directly finance the
0: purchase of your second home using How, the, the 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 um." Mod, the, what was it, it called again? The modular home? No. Sure. The, the manufactured the home. As the collateral. For as the, the, the collateral. We do a, appraisal on that. Exactly.
2: Pop. But what we, but what Tim suggested was, okay, but let's think of this. If it's all borrowed money, would you guys entertain the idea of a better rate and uh, an easier time getting through underwriting? And Tim's proposal was rather than the purchase of the second home my gosh you guys have a lot of equity in unused equity in your primary residence Ah. boy I can do a cash-out refinance on your primary residence better cheaper faster easier hand you a check basically and then you can use those funds yes your primary home is collateralized but just to stroke a check For the purchase of the second home yes there's not technically a lien a loan on that second home correct but for these folks they were like sounds good tim like it's all borrowed money to us let's get (laughs) in the end zone on that second home purchase one way or another what was the loan balance on their existing first mortgage that we're going to get rid of it was under a hundred thousand dollars on their Their current loan on their primary home and Tim's gonna help them tap uh, quite a bit for this purchase on the second home so it kind of meets that rule of thumb like hey if you're gonna borrow more than what your current balance is yeah it's not a bad trade-off for them could also considering what the rate was going to be if we directly
0: financed the second manufactured home all right so once again the principle of substitution comes into play and we're all about education and giving people Uh, actionable alternatives well and I've got I got I got I want two more two more quick
2: follow-ups when we come back from this break and then let's talk about gifts Uh, you're listening to the
1: AccuNet mortgage and realty show on AM 620 WTMJ WTMJ W277 CV and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the annex wealth management studios this is news radio WTMJ a good karma brand station find a place to call home Without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Uh,
2: welcome back to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm David. That's Brian over there, and we're telling a story about helping this client who wants to buy a second home get there. I'm gonna say in the in a less painful way and and Brother-in-law, loan consultant Tim Holdman said, let's do a cash-out refi on your primary home, and you're going to go stroke a check for that second home. But there, but, and there are two things, and Tim you know, brought this up as he was consulting uh, with these clients. The first is timing, because on a cash-out refinance on your primary residence, Uncle Sam says, dear borrower, you have three days to rescind Having taken out this new different pile of money, the right of rescission, three days. And so you can't, that money is in limbo. You are waiting for it to um, be, available. be available. And so you close on Monday, you got to wait Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then at the stroke of midnight on Thursday, when it becomes Friday, then you can use and take that money. Right. And so, so when you're buying the second home, you got to plan, you got to... You can't just close on your cash refinance and walk over to the other room and buy your second home if That's you're right. waiting on that money.
0: So you got to have a little gap in there. Yeah, you gotta, and we'll help this, you with that,
2: obviously, right? This is also true, by the way, on you know bridge loans or or if yes. you're using that, you know, on just your old house to buy your new house. Timing matters. Good mortgage practitioners think about that timing. But the other thing that Tim brought up to these folks was, uh, what happens when you go to sell this house? you know, you're hoping that someone can write you a check. Do what you're doing, yeah. Right, yeah. or or can navigate, you know, directly financing the manufactured Hope And maybe they can, you know, Tim just offered a less torturous path to get there. I remember uh, senior loan consultant Jason Weber had a client like that earlier in the summertime. They were buying out, in, I think it was like the Dells area. Okay, Very qualified, but they were thinking to themselves, Uh, Well, what happens? What happens when we go to sell this? Not
0: everybody is like us, you know, strength of having trouble if we're having trouble financing this and it wasn't about the buyer. It's it's about the property. So if you're buying a property that is air quotes hard to finance. Yeah, you got to keep in mind. Oh, the next buyer is probably going to have a similar um, issue. Right. Okay um let 's talk a little bit about gifts, and you mentioned or we both you mentioned before the start of the show, talking with Libby Collins that hey, great news, the annual gift exemption is going up in twenty twenty three from sixteen thousand dollars to seventeen thousand dollars uh and and a lot of people, hey, you can only carry around so much information in your head but but a lot of our donors, parents, grandparents who want to give money to their kids to help them buy a house think that if they give a penny more. Than you and then the annual gift limit that bad things will befall them and their mm-hmm. children like mm-hmm. some onerous gift tax and what's the reality David
2: well the uh, the reality is well uh, there's two answers you can give its person-to-person gifts and so if, if grandma and grandpa are giving to son and daughter-in-law that, that's not just one one seventeen thousand dollar gift that can be up to four gifts of seventeen thousand dollars each that about nine out of ten times solves what you're describing a fear of giving too much because that's sixty eight thousand bucks
0: that's a lot of money what if i wanted though to give a hundred thousand dollars
2: to? and if you want to give above what the annual exemption is you fill out a form with your tax person that says dear uncle sam i have a lifetime exemption of what do we look up? $12, 12 million? Dollars? Point, $12.92 million. Per person. Hey, of right. the twelve point nine that I can give away in my lifetime or death, hey, I gave away an extra thirty two thousand dollars this year. Please, we will keep track. Sincerely donor. And that's it. You're just lopping off a schnibble of your lifetime exemption. Right. And that that blows most people. Go, well, because it's that's for that's a ridiculous. married couple, yeah. that's almost twenty six million dollars.
0: Yeah. That you can give away not too many so people gift. have that kind of money just by the way but yeah but well, yeah. You know, gifts are a convenient way to give money but a couple of other things surrounding that is uh the gift cannot come from a company and mm-hmm. we had that happen in the not too recent past where okay you know mom and dad signed the gift But, you know, and then it would be like, hey, David, I'm going to give you and Christy a gift to buy a home. And then the check shows up or the wire comes from Acunet Mortgage. Yeah. Er, Can't do that. That will not work. It has now just very recently gotten easier. We used to make people uh, transfer money out of an account titled in the name of their living trust into a personally titled account before giving the gift but we now have the capability or ability to just allow that gift to come from a donor's revocable living trust, okay? So that's a simplification. And then typically, we'd like to see the money show up at closing so that we don't get unintentionally entangled with documenting the money going into our recipient's checking account And then all of a sudden seeing something that we don't want to see in there. Sure. Like some other deposit. That the gift giver can
2: send it directly to the title company, the settlement company. It does not have to go to your grandson's checking account to arrive at closing. You can just send it. In case you don't trust your
0: grandson, you can just send it right there. That's another thing. All right. Well, that's all we have for today's show. Mortgage rates are still great. We would love to help you or your loved one get ready to become a home buyer. You can do it in December certainly want to get them ready for January. All you got to do is click on the blue button to start that process. You've been listening to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AccuNet Mortgage and AccuNet Realty Advisors, and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.